time now for another episode of Pat from the Past podcast. Matt Smith and Paul Perillo, joined by the newest member of the Patriots Hall of Fame, Mike Rabel. And boy, for two people, I know you'd think we're going to be BSing you, but we're on the table, Mike, pounding every single year. Get Rabel in, get Rabel in. Finally, you're in. What was the experience like for you yesterday, Mike? Well, uh, it was amazing just to come up and uh, the reception uh, that we received, uh, my family received, that I received from the First of all, the fans that were here in the rain, and again, I know that I uh, wish that uh, we could have had the fans, but we didn't. I think it was an intimate reception. Um, it, it just a lot of emotion. I don't think I've given myself a chance to just to go back and, and reflect on that, on the eight years here and the success and the teammates, and, and I think that was probably the, the, the coolest thing was to see them and see Dante and, and be able to, um, you know, just catch up and you know, just see how excited everybody is for you. Can we go back to the start of that eight years and, you know, sort of run us through your free agent visit here? We've heard a lot of stories about how it's not overly glamorous when Rodney you come uses in. the ground round line, that, he, that they wind and dined him at the ground round. I don't know if you were ground Well, round I was guy. with Anthony Pleasant, and so we probably got a little nicer experience. <laughs> I think we actually went to the Capitol Grill oh, in wow. Chestnut Hill. <laughs> and, Excuse us. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so because I think Bill uh, had had history with with Anthony Pleasant, so he was probably like, "Well, let me take Anthony for for a nice meal." And um, but it was just you know visit at the stadium, in old Foxborough Stadium, and um, you know again this isn't these aren't recruiting trips; these are trips to to make sure that you know this is the player that we want to target, and this, the the player can ask questions and, and get information, and then make a decision. And so. Didn't have a whole lot of options, and this one was certainly, uh, you know, w- you know, the the best one for me. Do you you said yesterday during your speech that <clears throat> it was important for you to start? You know, in four years you didn't a lot, but you wanted to start. Did you get a sense maybe on that visit or early on, Mike, that these guys had a good idea of how to use you? Well, I can remember having a conversation with Bill and him saying, "Hey, really, all we need is is what you did in that preseason game last year against Miami. And I'm thinking, I don't even remember playing Miami in the preseason. But Bill had gone back and he had watched and there were clips that he must have seen that that there was a a vision for, uh, probably an extended playtime at that point in time in the preseason or whenever it was. Um, and, And so then I started thinking, okay, well, at least... You know, they have an idea of what, how they want to use me or what I be, may be able to do there. Um, Bill had talked about the opportunity, not guaranteeing anything, but saying that there would be a spot at, you know, available pretty much at outside linebacker where you know, they would have some other players to compete with uh, and then see where things were. When you look at the way um, y- your years unfolded, it's almost like it was a perfect system for you. I mean, did you catch that right away? Like, they really want to use me exactly to well know, I don't think I wasn't being misused at Pittsburgh I had just transitioned from a couple different positions um, you know was rotating in and was getting some playing time uh, three and four years in special teams and third down packages whatever that may be but uh, this was a new opportunity um, some carry over from Pittsburgh some different and then as things progressed and it was you know learn this position actually I think I played two seasons inside linebacker or a season and a half at some point in time and you know, find myself at different spots. Do you, I've heard this from many ex-players, guys who you played with and everything like that. Were you able to get away with more? 
as far as like maybe busting Bill's balls? Well, I don't know. I think the timing is that is, is that overrated? Or? No, I don't think it's overrated. I think that there is, like I said yesterday, I think I said things that everybody wanted to say, and and I probably was just dumb enough to say them. I, I sometimes say the quiet part out loud. Sometimes, unfortunately, uh, but it's all timing, and sometimes you know it. You know, it, it's it's a it's a turd in a punch bowl and doesn't always work, but sometimes it, it works out pretty good. Um, but but that takes a, a little bit of time, and it takes, you know, again, you have to be willing to to take it if you want to give it. And I think that Bill always was uh, very conscious of that, uh, whether that's players to to Bill or Bill to us. You know, he he knew that you know we had to sit there and 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 take it when we got the low lights and. You know, we'd be on the Bellastrator, and it would be like, you know, what we can't do. And uh, so it, it just it was a good situation. We had a bunch of really good teammates that, that all kind of rallied behind that. Do you think maybe, I mean, you were able to back it up with your play, though, Mike. I don't know if it, that's a 53rd or 54th guy that was trying to crack wise. It might be different. Well, you, you're a I core mean, we guy all, on all three phases of the game. Yeah, I mean, but I think that that's what makes a locker room is just different personalities. Um Again, you have to perform on the field, and then whatever your personality is, I think that was there was no restrictions on. Hey, we just want a bunch of robots. That's I think that was the impression that everybody had, and we certainly weren't that. Well, the best thing about Mike, and I told you this a million times, Mike didn't care who he was busting on. Professional. I used to call you a professional ball buster. Okay, that's what you were. I'd come in with like a, a TV shirt on one day, and he go, "Look at this fraud. He's got TV." And it didn't matter. He treated all of us the same, and I think that's probably permeated the locker room and, and garnered respect in that way. Well, again, I think the fact that if you have a relationship with somebody, I think that's when you kind of go back and forth with them. It's like having a nickname. If you don't have a nickname, you know, there's no such thing as a bad nickname. Just be appreciative <laughs> that you have a nickname. That means that they know who you are and exactly. that, that you're, you're kind of a part of the group. And if you don't have a nickname, you, know, you better try to figure out why. And so it, it was – whether it was the relationship with the media, you know, it was a two-way street, uh, assistant coaches, and, and certainly teammates. Uh, much has been made. Uh, you played in a different era, believe it or not, where, and as during your career, the league was starting to legislate against defenses, hard-hitting and everything like that. When you look back at the Warner play, Ty's interception, um, I thought it was very generous of Ty to give you credit yesterday, too. Are you going to get flagged for that if that play happens today, do you think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that what we've talked about is, is matching the hand, and they've, they've, they've changed here in the last year or two about what's forcible. I, hell, I don't know. You know what I mean? They, I should have gotten there sooner, to be honest with you. They didn't <laughs> block me. It was just a lucky play, and tied it all the work. And, but whether it's, <clears throat> you know, as long as it's not forcible, you know, we've talked about matching the hand, and same thing that they teach here and, you know, everybody else is trying to teach and, didn't hit the football. I'm glad that I didn't so that uh, Ty was able to catch it and score. Can we ask you a little bit about tight end, too, and sure. just sort of how that transition, how, how did it come about? Who's, whose idea well, was I it? think Drew put it best yesterday. I had a bunch of energy, and it'd show up three hours before the game and go out on the field, and Drew would be out warming up, and I would start running routes, and he'd say, well, this is, a, this is one, this is two, this is three, four, five, run this, you know different routes and I'd run them on the right and we'd flip around and run them on the left and then I'd go inside and you know, wait for the game and um, he must have had a conversation or Charlie was outside and said hey this guy could probably do this and uh, we we had it in 
we used it finally uh, in the Chargers game in San Diego, scored. Uh, we lost the game, so it did not get much attention. And then kind of snowballed from there. Um, whether we had two tight ends active or, or three, sometimes that, that third tight end was never very happy when we got down to the goal line. And, you know, so those tight ends probably hated the fact that I would go in there at times. Drew never got a chance to do that on the field. Tom came in. Mike, was there a time that you can think of we remember? Like you guys, the defense carried that team in 01 for sure, no doubt about it, no disgrace. But do you remember a time you said, you know what, this kid might have something? Not obviously, nobody saw where he was going to wind up. But do you remember a time where you said, you know what, this kid might have something? I, I, I don't <clears throat> know specifically. It's just hard for me to, to think back. Um, you know, the, the two-minute drive in the Super Bowl, and I just um, – it's just hard for me. I just remember his leadership, his competitiveness. That, that's what I enjoyed at practice uh, in the building, his work ethic. You know, I would always see it. I mean, this guy was – you know, he was powerlifting in the weight room. It wasn't, you know, the pliability that we saw later on. I mean, it, this, this guy was in there working and trying to train and, and get stronger, and he knew that he needed to develop, and he needed to, to be a stronger player. Um, that's what I recognized. I said, man, this guy's in here squatting and power cleaning, and you know, he, he's training uh, differently than I think most quarterbacks in the NFL would be at that time. When you had that, that streak, the, the <clears throat> winning three out of four, I mean, obviously winning back-to-back hasn't been done since. You know, do you look back at that and appreciate just how special it was, and, and what does it mean to you to be part of those teams? Well, I, I think that I don't look back enough. I, I don't, but we expected to win. You know, I mean, we did. We, we, we had a feeling about us that when we each week it was like, okay, what's the game plan going to be and, and how are we going to win? And we expected to win. And that is a, uh, you know, that's a powerful mindset to be in. Um, now, we didn't win every game, but, you know, rarely did, did we you know, were we out of a game or did we think that we weren't going to be able to, to compete in, in, in each game? Really quick, when you talk about we expected to win, I want to ask you about 07 too. And just that mindset, did, did you feel like maybe you lost some of the enjoyment because you guys were so good and expected to no, win? No, I never so lost the enjoyment. I just don't know if we continue to improve. And, mm-hmm. and that was the thing that <clears throat> I'll try to explain and I'll always try to explain is that the Giants improved. You know, they were a wild card team and they – they gave us everything that, that uh, we had at the end of the season. And then they went on their playoff run, and, and we just we never improved. We, we were good. We were, we were really good. I just, we just never improved uh, probably as the year went on. Last one here as we'll wrap things up. You <clears throat> said you don't have time to really look back, and you don't because you're always on to the next practice, the yeah. next game and everything like that. Do you get a sense, and I think you'll get a little bit better sense maybe at halftime today, do you get a sense how much this region – has embraced you, Mike, even though no. the fact you come in here and, and yeah, kick their ass a couple times, but they do. I, and, and I think even while you're with the opposition, they remember you for those eight years here. I, I'm going to probably realize that today, um, but I don't think I did. I haven't been back. I mean, honestly, I said that yesterday. 2009, you get a call being traded to the Chiefs, and I've been back, this is, I think, maybe my fifth time. So... Just have not been back uh, to this stadium, to this, just had a different path after, after I left here. And uh, I, I am excited. 
just the people that I've already seen from yesterday and today and, uh, you know, it, just the people that, are, that work here uh, that come up and have already said hello and congratulations. And so I'm very appreciative. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate awesome. it. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.